I'm going to um, ask my sweet husband if he would pray. Um, if you would pray with us, then we'll show a little quick clip before I share. So, God, we do thank you today. Thank you, God, Lord, for all that you've done for us. God, Lord, we, we worship you and we praise you for that. Lord, I, God, I thank you today that we can get together. We have taken so many things like that for granted, and we, we want to thank you today that we can come together and worship your name with a body of believers. Thank you, God, Lord, we pray, too, today for all of our brothers and sisters throughout the world who they can't do that. They can't do that because of where they live, and so we pray for them today. God, Lord, I pray that today, too, that you would speak to our hearts. Prepare our hearts, God, Lord, to receive something from you. Holy Spirit, I pray that we would be open to what you have to say to us, but God, Lord, even more than that, that we would do something with it, that you are always calling us to an action. You're always calling us to go and to do something. I pray that you'd speak that through Amy today, God, and we thank you ahead of time for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So um, they're going to just show a little two-minute clip because sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words, and I have a lot of words. So um, if you guys don't mind showing that, it's just a quick little two-minute thing. It'll help you guys see where we live. Days they force you back under those covers. Lazy mornings they multiply. Yeah, we, we will get started in 2003, and we moved downtown in uh, downtown Jackson in 2005. We operate in a neighborhood, and with our family, we give out clothes and food on a daily basis. We invited other people to come and live with us and be interns in this neighborhood, and they have. And currently, we have about 15 people who live downtown. We do an after-school program where we have kids who come over, and we help them with their homework every day. And then we also set up a coffee shop and a arts department. We set up a, a woodworking shop where we have guys who come in and it's a way that they can actually make money to meet some of their needs. So Jesus asked David and I to move into our Jerusalem many, many years ago. We will go started doing international missions. He still does, we still do a lot of international missions, but what God spoke to us many, many years ago is that Jackson, which is the capital of our city, Jackson is our Jerusalem, and Jackson, it's on fire, and the gates are torn down, and the kids are running the streets. And he told us, I want you to move into it, I want you to do something about it. So, our answer was yes, of course. And so, the heart of what we do is to obey the most important commandment, which is love the Lord with all, all you are, all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Sometimes a picture helps, so if that helps you, great. If not, that was just two minutes. You'll be okay. Um, <laughs> um, God wants me to talk about um, the why this morning, so if you could open your um, Bible to Isaiah chapter 6. Um, if you're on your phone, I'm going to assume that you're reading the Bible and not Twitter or Instagram or something. I'll smile at you real big. I'm an old-fashioned um, person, so I still have my old beat-up black Bible. If you're not, I love you. It's okay. Um, I can write in it and scribble in it. I have lots of words in it from Jesus, and so I like it. 
and um, I like it a lot. Um, Isaiah chapter 6 says, um, and I'm reading out of the New Living, I live in a land where um, there's often a lot of arguing over translations. And if you want to do that, you can just argue with these lovely pastors later. But I'm not, I'm just going to read the word and do it. Is that okay? Y'all know what that, y'all know what the Holy Bible is where I live, right? Okay. Um, (laughs) It's okay to laugh, y'all. It's fine. Okay. I have people that tell me that the King James version is the version that Jesus wrote. It is hilarious. King James was a king. (laughs) Anyway, y'all got to loosen up a little bit, okay? We're in God's house, and it's supposed to be really fun. So y'all look very serious this morning. Amen? If you're saved, you should be having the most fun before you get to heaven. You should be having a lot of fun leading people to Jesus. So, okay, help me, Holy Ghost, and help these beautiful souls in this room. All right, Isaiah chapter 6. I'm reading the New Living because I like it, okay? Um, <laughs> the best version is the version that you actually read and do. You obey it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Isaiah chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. <sighs> you just sit there for the rest of your life. Some of y'all think this is the first time something hard has happened in a country or a nation or in the world. You need to just go study King Uzziah. Man, that's a hard story. He was a real godly king until he decided he was going to go a place he shouldn't have gone. He was decided he was going to go offer the sacrifice and he was going to do what only the priest could do. And God struck him with leprosy and he lived alone for the rest of his life. It's quiet now, isn't it? God is still holy, and it's not the first time in history of time that things have been tough and there's been leaders done things wrong. That'll help somebody today. Go study King Uzziah instead of watching football this afternoon. Um, In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Verse 2, hovering around him were mighty seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. With the remaining two, they flew. Wow. Wow. My goodness. Verse three. In a great chorus, they all sang, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Whole earth is filled with his glory. The glorious singing shook the temple to its very foundations and the entire sanctuary was filled with smoke. Do y'all believe this is just like an allegory, poetry, something, something, or you think this actually happened? It did, whether you believe it or not, by the way, but it really matters what you believe. It really does. And this actually happened. I'm just a person that believes this is actually the real word of God. It still is. It stands the test of time. It stands. If you're looking for something to hang on to right now, the word of God will not fail. And I realize that's extremely old fashioned, but if you really, really, really want help, the word of God will not fail you. And if you'd like to starve to death, stop eating the word because this is the bread of life. 
It holds me. It holds you. If you have enough sense to recognize it, it will hold you. Verse five. Then I said, my destruction is sealed. I'm a sinful man and a member of a sinful race. I have seen the king, the Lord Almighty. He didn't say, hey, God, what's up? People say such stupid things. Well, when I see God, I'm going to say, I'm, and I always say, you ain't not going to say nothing. <laughs> you, you're silly. You're just being silly. Because every time in scripture, anytime they had a glimpse of an angel or the Lord or anything, what'd they do? Boom. I'm, I'm dying. Uh, again, read your Bible. So, it, 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 Yeah. When, we, when you leave this earth and you stand in front of the Lord God Almighty, which we all will, and it may be today. Today may be your day. You do not know. And the King of glory will look at us and we will not be talking. And I'm a talker. I will not be saying a word in his holy presence. He will either look at us and he will say, well done, good and faithful servant, come on in. Or he will look at us and say, I don't know you. Depart from me. That should make us a little bit sober this morning. And he said, many are going to say, yeah, but God, I did all these great things. He's going to go, what you did was unauthorized. I don't know you. Isaiah fell out. Oh, I'm going to die. This isn't good. I'm a sinful man and I am a member of a sinful race. Helps to have a perspective of who we really are, a jar of clay. Verse six, one of the seraphim flew over to the altar. He picked up a burning coal with a pair of tongs and he touched my lips with it. And he said, this coal has touched your lips. Your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. Wow. Wow. That's mercy, y'all. That's just mercy. Verse eight, I heard the Lord asking a question. Whom should I send as a messenger to my people and who will go for us? And then I said, Lord, I'll go. We just did that. Ash just called us to do that. Yes, I'll do it. I'll go. Woohoo! It's fun in church. I like it. I like it a lot. Can we keep reading for just a minute? Y'all all right? Have y'all read this in a minute? I read it a lot. Look at verse nine. And then the Lord said, yes, go, but tell my people this. You'll hear my words, but you won't understand. You'll see what I do, but you won't perceive the meaning. Harden the hearts of these people, verse 10. Close their ears, shut their eyes. That way they won't see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn to me for healing. That's an exciting call. Woohoo! Yes! Did y'all see any fun and cotton candy and new cars? And did y'all see any flowers in that? What did Isaiah say? Look at verse 11. Lord, how, must lo how long must I do that? Some of us feel like that maybe. I don't know. I don't. I'm like, I'm good. A lot of people are super worried about us getting killed all the time. I'm like, that that's a win. What in the world are you talking about? What are you talking about? Today would be great to go to heaven. Why in the world are you freaked out about going to heaven? Oh, maybe you're not. Maybe you're not ready. That's why you're freaked out. I'd love to pray with you. 
Man, if you've got God inside of you, what in the world are you afraid of? Just think about that for a minute. One of the biggest things that people say to us all the time is, aren't you afraid? Don't you have a gun? What in the world would I do with a gun? <laughs> We're called to love the Lord your God is all, all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Everything you've got, you love him. What's the second thing? Jesus said it. What is, what is it? Love, love your neighbor as yourself. So if people are God's favorite thing and you're scared of them, who do you reckon has a problem? Well, Miss Amy, you don't understand. Oh, I don't understand. I live on the corner of Cohe and Blair in the Ferris District of Jackson, Mississippi. The pizza man won't deliver a pizza to my house. I live in what was the crack cocaine base of the whole city. Hallelujah! That's really fun! Why in the world would I be nervous? <laughs> nervous of what? Yeah, but this is a tough call. Well, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm not trying to be fluffy. I'm really not. I'm not disagreeing with the difficulties. You know, I'm really not. <laughs> we have very challenging situations every day. A lot of people threaten to kill me all the time. I'm here. Yay! And the, the, by the way, the devil can't take my life, just so you know that. Because I belong to the Lord. And my days are numbered. And the hairs on my little head are numbered. And he knows. And I'm in the will of God. And so if God takes me out, woohoo! And you better not pray me back from the dead. I'm going to be real mad. <laughs> I tell my kids that all the time. And our middle daughter goes, Mom, you're going to have to be mad because Daddy can't do it without you. She's got to be mad. But I'm praying you back. I'm like, well, then I'm praying we go together. She's like, Mom, that's terrible. <laughs> Isaiah said in verse 11, how long must I do this? You just remember that you are a jar of clay and the struggles are very real. We get robbed. And I have super spiritual people say, well, have you thought of praying? Have you thought of having a prayer? No, we hadn't thought of praying. That's a great idea. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Have you thought of anointing everything with oil? Have you thought of having a worship night? Declaring decree in Psalm 91. Hey, sister, I love you, but I'm alive. Hey, hello. <laughs> Satan comes to do three things every day, friends. What are those things? Steal, kill, and destroy. That's all that idiot can do. That's all he can do. Do you understand me? He's an idiot because he's defeated. Because the Savior went down into torment and took his keys. So that fool, the idiot devil, he didn't even have the keys to his house. Some of y'all don't know that. Oh, wow. You don't know that. Satan is not ruling and reigning. Now, he's angry. He's mad. He's madder today at me than he was yesterday. And I'm like, fine, bring it. I've got more angels with me every day, according to the word of God, than Satan has on his best day. His best day. I got twice as many. Not because of me, but because of the blood of my Savior. Because of the team that I'm on. Some of y'all gonna get this later. Y'all gonna be okay, I promise. So... 
Verse 11, I said, God, how long must I do this? And God said, until the cities are destroyed, no one left in them. Houses are deserted. The whole country is a wasteland. Verse 12, don't stop until the Lord has sent everyone away to distant lands. The land of Israel is lies deserted. Even if only a tenth, a remnant remains and survives, it will be invaded again and burned. Israel will remain a stump, but that tree, like a tree that's cut down, but that stump will be a holy seed that will grow again. Have you ever read the whole chapter? Most preachers don't because it's a better missions conference if you stop at verse eight. But I'm not here for a missions conference and I'm not here to get an offering. These people are not paying me to come here. I'm not for sale. I'm not a prostitute. I just share the word of God. Hello, somebody wake up. You understand? The Lord didn't promise you it would be easy. Where in the world did you get the idea that being a soldier for the Lord is going to be easy? Where did you get an idea that you're going to show up and the devil is going to go, oh, oh, you want to live? Oh, I'm sorry. I'll get my stuff. I'll, I'll, I'm sorry. I, I'll move. Where did you get that idea? I don't know. Maybe some silly book or some silly blog or something. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that the issues are not real. Okay. I was raised. This is how I really talk. Um, he, he was telling me about some of his kids and, that had been to um, some of the schools that I spoke at and stuff. And I've had people come up and say, like, is that, are you an actress? Is that really how you really, is that how you really, I'm like, I can't help it. This is all I've got. I'm not making it up. Okay. I was raised in Mississippi. I was raised at the end of a dirt road. Me. Okay. I went to a little church that had 12 people on a good Sunday, and that includes my family and my grandma. Anybody else grew up in a little bitty church? Y'all know little bitty? Okay. It's a country saying. And I met Jesus there for the very first time as a girl. And I took off running from the back to the front, and I fell out at that old altar. Nobody had ever run or fell out. And I had no idea Why? Do you understand me? If it's real, it's real. Hello. Went back to our little house. And <laughs> I have two sisters, and I'm, I shared a room with my, middle, with my older sister, and I, we had uh, records. Some of y'all, well, now they're vintage. Y'all know what records are now, because now we're all vintage, right? Hallelujah, now we're vintage. I like that better than old. But um, now it's considered vintage to have records. And I broke them all. Rick Springsteen and REO Speedwagon and Leif Garrett, BGs, anybody? No, okay, some of us in here. All right, I broke them all to pieces. Why did I do that? I took all the, um, all the posters on the wall, off the wall, and I ripped up in little pieces. Why did I do that? I, I, didn't, I didn't even know charismatic people existed. I didn't. No grit, no idea. No, no idea. Why in the world would I do that? Because what had come into me was no longer, <laughs> was not okay with what was in that room. And everything in the room, everything had to shift. Let me tell you something. Isaiah could have told God no. You have the option to tell God no. Kelly and Justin, they're doing what God's asked them to do. And they're going out and they're sharing in Raleigh and Durham in this whole tri area. 
what God's asked them to do. They're not trying to be heroic or anything else. God knows we are about as ordinary people as you have ever imagined in your whole life. We thought we were going to go overseas and reach the lost because that's where all the lost people are. Anybody grew up in a little church and missions with somebody on an elephant and you had those magnets on your refrigerator? Anybody? I wanted to be one of those. I wanted to be a refrigerator magnet. I wanted to be next to a tiger or something or other and be somewhere hard. We're those people. God send us somewhere hard where nobody knows God. If this works, and by the way, it does. If this works, then send us somewhere where it is dark. Dark. I don't want to, what, listen, what good would it do right now for me to have a flashlight in this room? Wasting battery. Hello? That doesn't make any sense. But when you walk down the alley with me from where I live on base two on our ministry to base three on the alley at night, you want a flashlight because it's dark, Ash. Hello? And we're supposed to be the light and shining the light. But this is a hard thing. How long I got to do that? Who can I see and who's going to do it? And in church we go, yes! Woohoo, yes! And you leave here and you go eat. And you're not nice to the waitress. I'll smile at you because I do love you. You've never even talked to your neighbors or prayed for your neighbors. You know, we were supposed to go on a lot of trips this year too. We were honored. Praise the Lord. He still lets us get on planes. And we were supposed to go to Brazil and New Zealand and Australia. And all that got changed because of COVID. And God allowed all that. Some of y'all that are mad about it, you don't have to understand it. And you know what God told me? He said, I don't owe you an explanation. And some of us think he does. And he doesn't. He holds the whole thing in his hand. The politics, the fighting, the tussling, and the, and the, the po- Lord, this election, the pandemic. He didn't tell us, did he? And all of us hear God and we pray and we listen to the Lord and he didn't tell us. Are we keep, going to keep saying yes? Are you going to keep saying yes or not? What about your neighbors? If love your neighbor is really, really important to Christ, and it is, by the way, just read Mark 12 this afternoon. Instead of watching football, you can add that to Uzziah's study. (laughs) If love God and love your neighbor is the two greatest commandments, how are you doing at that? Don't look at anybody else. Don't look at them. They're doing their best to pastor. Don't look at anybody. Oh, that's right. That's what the church should do. Who's the church now? Everybody say me. That was pitiful. Who is the church? How are we doing? What happens with us is people come to see us. We have thousands of volunteers that come every year to little bitty tiny Jackson, Mississippi. We have some of the worst crime statistics. I'm not even going to go into all that. We have a school system that's a failing school. 25,000 students that are in a failing school system. You know what people say? And we have violence and guns and shootings and drugs and all the things. And we live right there in it. You can come see me. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. It is. I love every minute of it. I'm so honored that Jesus would let us do it. 
Why would he let us do anything for him? Think about it. Oh, well, I'm a daughter. You know, hey, you're... (laughs) You can't do anything. Have you read John 14 and 15 lately? Go read that too. I'm giving y'all lots of homework. He said you can't bear any fruit. You can't do nothing. Do you really think... Why was Isaiah's response so... How long I got to do that? Because it's hard. We plow. We grow food. David grew up in South Alabama. I grew up in North Mississippi. And we grew up on a farm. And we know how to grow food. And we moved to this beautiful, crazy place. And we're standing on the house we live in now. We have 14 houses that we've restored that were crack houses and all this. And um, this big YMCA that God asked us to restore that he paid for. I don't know, y'all. It's, it's a lot. I don't know. So we're standing in front of, uh, on the porch of the house we live in now, and Dave was standing there, and there's all, there's, it's just a garbage dump. Like where there used to be houses, and it's just a garbage dump, and there's it's just garbage. Bricks and all kind of stuff. And Dave goes, Amy, God wants us to grow food here. I said, fantastic. <laughs> yes, God, hallelujah. Praise, and I don't look like a garden. One of the things I want to pray for y'all today is that you'll have some vision. Do you have vision for Raleigh and Durham? Do you have vision for where you are? Do you have vision for your street? Do you ever just walk around your cul-de-sac and pray for your neighbors? Do you talk to your neighbors? Do you know their name? Do you know their birthday? Do you even care? What good is it for me to go to Brazil if I don't love my Jerusalem? I love Brazil. My Portuguese is pitiful. I'd say four things and I say it really bad. But I love all my Brazilian friends. I love the nations. I love Mozambique. I love Africa. I love it. But I am a fake. Jesus said, he said Jerusalem, didn't he? And where? And Judea. And, and. And what he said to us a long time ago is you can't just love the ends of the earth, Amy. You can't just love the ends of the earth. But that's so exciting. And I have so many stupid people that come back from mission trips. They come to our house. This, all of them. They come from everywhere. All the, all the people. All the flaggers and the soakers and the IHOP people and the Irish people and the Bethel people. And here they come. They all come. I don't know. Heidi sends a lot of them to me. God help me. So they come, right? And so here they are. They're all like, woo! And I'm like, and then they'll say dumb things like, well, you know, God's really moving there. God's really moving there. I just wish I could live there because God's moving there. And God isn't moving in America. I'm like, God moves where he's invited. The reason you saw so many folks get saved when you were in Haiti is because you were fired up and you actually fasted and prayed. You were going door to door with tracks and laying hands on folks. Why don't you do that where you stay? It's real quiet right now, preacher, isn't it? When's the last time you have talked to your neighbors and you have prayed for them in person? Walk down through your neighborhood and when? Where you work? At your school? Oh, we have separation of church and state. That's baloney. That's baloney. Baloney. We have every kind of, we, <laughs> this next Saturday, we got a whole group of felons that are coming to serve and we got a whole group of Mormons coming to serve. 
Now, some of y'all, that's going to keep y'all up praying for me, and I'll take it. You can pray for me. What in the world? Oh, my gosh. We're supposed to be loving lost people. What is wrong with you? Yeah, but this is hard. Oh, my gosh. What if they don't get it? And this is really, you know, it's not on me. That's not my job. My job is to love. My job is to love and to share the love of Jesus, and he's the Savior. Hey, he's the Savior. It ain't, it's the you actually think you can save somebody? You can't save yourself. You can't even keep yourself saved. Hello, somebody wake up. You can't even keep yourself. Anybody awake? Do you really think that Isaiah thought that this was all on him? No. He said, God, I'll do it. Our ministry is called We Will Go for that reason. God, we'll go. We'll go. And my days are so funny. They're so funny. Because <laughs> sometimes before I'm even out of the bed, somebody's banging on the front door or the back door if they walked in through the gate. Sometimes they're high and crazy. Sometimes they're coming to donate underwear. <laughs> Please don't ever donate. Use underwear. That's gross. Amen. Hello. Don't do that. Well, we washed it. I don't care if you boiled it. Nobody wants to wear used underwear. Can I get an amen? amen? Hello. Please don't do that. Just go to Target, buy some new underwear. This is practical missions right now. Okay, do you hear me right now? Do not give your dead uncle's underwear to a ministry for them to bless the poor with. I'll smile. I love y'all so much. That's going to help somebody. Please don't do that. If you wouldn't wear it, don't give it away. So sometimes I've got that, then I got my neighbors, and I got our teenagers acting a fool, then I got kids, and I got people we're feeding. We feed hundreds and hundreds of people on faith. I don't know. Then I might meet with a city councilwoman or a congressman. Then I got somebody literally that has peed and pooped all over themselves, and they need clean clothes and a shower. They need new underwear. Hello. Isn't that fun? And in the midst of that, we'll have, a couple of weeks ago, we had Tyrone shot Mario and killed him. I've known Tyrone all of his life, know his mama. She's been on cocaine all of his life. His daddy's dead. And those boys come every Thursday afternoon. We have a big old huge gym that's this big. We open it up and it fills up with guys. Big old huge tall boys with prison tattoos all over them and all manner of craziness. And church people come and they go, what are y'all doing here? Oh my. We play water polo. What do you think we're doing here? We are in the middle of the Ferris District and it's a gym. We hoop. Where I live, that is really, 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 really important. I mean, this is dangerous. I mean, you don't know what could happen. Something horrible could happen. How about something great's happening? How about that? How about folks are getting saved and delivered and healed and filled with the Holy Spirit? They, you can have church on a basketball court. Did y'all know that? You can have church at your work. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it may feel like all that's left is a stump. All right? God said that stump is a holy seed. What are you going to do with what you got? You said yes. Sweet Ash said, hey guys, let's say yes. 
Some of y'all, this is your first time and you're like, well, how did I, how did I wander up in this? I would blame Jesus for that because he loves you. So he is ordained today. We were supposed to come in the spring, but God changed our timing and here we are. And that's a really, really important timing right now. And I'm not saying that lightly. I'm not one of those people that just says stuff. It's a really critical, important timing today. For some of you, it's your first time to ever holler yes at God. It's your first time to say, Lord, I'll do it, I'll go. Some of you, you've done it and you've gotten all crazy and you've gotten all fearful and all weird acting and you don't say yes anymore because you're scared of this and you're scared of that. What am I going to do? You know, God's not scared of a virus. Hello? How are you going to lay hands on sick people if you don't lay hands on sick people? How's that going to work exactly? You know what your number one thought is? I could get sick. You know what my number one thought is? They're hurting. God, help me love them. God, you love them and they're hurting and they're scared. And I want them to know how much you love them. I want them to know how much you love them. What do you have all this for? What do you have? Scripture says something really funny. It says, to whom much is given, much is required. When I got here, David and I got here on Thursday night. We got here late because we went and saw his aunt and uncle in Spartanburg. And they left something for me and David. And it's a, it says a master key. This big old pretty house over here. They gave us a master key. Now, wouldn't it be silly if we were sleeping outside on the, under the bushes outside here? It's a big old house. I don't own the house. I don't have the key. I don't have any rights to this house. I didn't pay for the house. I don't make payments on the house, anything. Wouldn't it be silly? Why would they give me a master key to a house that I didn't pay for? It'd be really silly, wouldn't it? Why's God giving you what he gave you? He gave you master key. Hello? And you're scared to use it. You don't feel worthy. I don't either. But Miss Amy, you don't know my testimony. You don't know my testimony and I don't have time to tell it. I was raped when I was 18 years old and that's how I lost my virginity. I was bulimic and anorexic. I almost killed myself my last year of college. I came about four inches from jumping out of a building and dying, going to hell. No doubt, no, no doubt. Miss Amy, you don't know I'm the wrong color. Have you noticed we're a little bit pale? We live in a 99% black city. It's very challenging. I'll just say it real simple. Y'all understand it's challenging, don't you? Well, Miss Amy, I don't have the right education. We, my degree's in dentistry and his degree's in engineering. Well, Miss Amy, I don't have, I don't understand the urban thing and I don't know how to, so I don't either. Do you have any love of Christ in your heart? You can share that. Do you have any of that in you? If you don't, we'd love to pray for you and you get some. Because God is not limited by anything except, everybody say, me. You ever ride around Raleigh and Durham and go, my goodness, that's terrible. Somebody should do something. We get that all the time. Somebody should do something. This is terrible. People getting killed and my word and the statistics and blah, blah, blah. And I want, I'm going to say this over y'all. 
And I want you to hear me. You are somebody. Hello. I want you to say out loud, I am somebody. Somebody should do something. Oh my goodness. Say it again. I am somebody. But Miss Amy, it's so overwhelming. It's not when you just love the little mama that's right next to you. It's not to you when you just love Tyrone. It's not. You think Isaiah was overwhelmed? I do. I think it was a hard yes. I'm not saying an easy yes today. Ash, won't you come on and we'll just pray for y'all. Is that all right? Y'all all right? Are y'all good? Because I, I, really, I really know that today is very timely. It really is very, very timely for the body of Christ, but also for specifically who hears today. And it's very timely that we're here right now. Okay? So I just want you to close your eyes and be still, and we're just going to pray real quick for you. And I want you to pray for yourself. Holy Spirit, I'm trusting you to touch every heart. And there's no way in the world that I can know whether they mean their yes or they don't mean their yes, God. Only you can search our hearts and only you, only you, only you, God, can break our hearts for what breaks yours. Only you, God, can move us. Only you, God, can flip us and change us and squeeze us. And so I'm asking you to do that, God, today. For those that this is their first time, they've never screamed yes at you and they've never, they've never prayed this prayer, I'll do it. Some people that have gone to sleep and gotten fearful and worried and all the things, Lord. I just know in my heart, Jesus, that today is it's really timely for a lot of people. So Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to do what you do. You transform us, please, in Jesus' name.